And what's up, Internet? Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, the geekiest show on the web. Yes, 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 it is. I'm one of your co-hosts, R.D. Van Houten, hanging out, having a great Friday. So happy that Friday is here. And I am joined by the wonderful Andy Bisha. How are you, Andy? Hey, how's it going, guys? I am just thrilled beyond belief that it is Friday, that we have survived another week in this crazy world. It is indeed. It is a crazy world. And I'm also joined by the fantastic Ian Benzman. And if you can, and if you can guess whose hat Ian is wearing. You will win a prize, and that number to call to win that prize is 844-999-9249. Or you can hit us up on the Facebook page. Yeah, on the Facebook page, it's... Uh, at GT Weekly. GT Podcast. Weekly Podcast, Facebook at GT Weekly Podcast, or yeah. Twitter. Or at the Twitterton. Twitter. Twitter. Twitterton. Twitter. Yeah. So what's crapping in this weekend, Geek? So, actually, it's not even really something for the show, but new Rick and Morty is always yeah. great new Rick and Morty. Anything. Uh-huh. I'll take so, anything. Yeah, really. Literally, I will take anything. Like that that the freaking Old Spice commercial was yep. freaking fantastic and all that other stuff. So the, now- The courthouse. The, the courthouse. Sketch, even yeah. though that's not actually them. I, I didn't, I didn't get no autopsy. No, that's, that's not actually them. I'm pretty, I am fairly certain that is them. No, 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 no. The end credit sequence isn't them. Oh. Because originally okay. it was- uh, storyboards that they did. See, I saw the storyboards. And then there's like an end credits thing where Morty's in the car and he's talking to But that his whole thing's actually Justin Roiland. Not at the end, No, no, I'm though. saying the beginning. Yes. Oh, really? That's awesome. That's that him. makes it That's even so. better. Because you can tell the difference. Yeah, you can tell the difference between their voices uh, well, some guys from are, the end. Okay, um, I was going to say, because like you do a great you know, Rick impression. So well, like you know, I, I, to... I pride myself, you know, sometimes on just, just you know, Taking little shits like you and and tricking you, making you think I'm Rick, you know, because McDonald's, they gave me Szechuan sauce. Which, by the way, did you have any? I had some. And you had some. Oh, yeah. I think we all agree it was actually kind of disappointing. I liked it, but no, I, I liked it. I thought it, it, was, it was. I remember. I remember it being sweeter. I remember being closer to like their sweet and sour. See, sauce. I don't remember it. I just know that it, it wasn't even good enough. It was okay, but I, I didn't think it was good enough for me to even pretend that I was fanboying out about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I did a little. But uh, we chatted. Yeah, we chatted about it. That being said, we do have so the new Rick and Morty clip yep. is actually for the new Logic album. Mm-hmm. Um, that's getting dropped, and so uh, we have the video. Yeah, and Logic, if you don't remember, he threw the party with the Vindicators yep. at the end of the Vindicators episode of season three. Mm-hmm. So let's check out that video. Remember, Rick? Can we maybe, may, maybe I can pick what we listen to next? You know, we we've been in the ship for like three hours now. Well, Morty, that entirely depends on whether or not you have the mental capacity to pick something I would be willing to listen to. Whoa. What about logic? Logic? You're not fucking with logic, bro? You know what I'm talking about? Morty, calm down. Of course I love logic. Who doesn't like logic? I mean, you gotta be a fucking idiot if you don't like logic. But the question is, what logic are we talking about here? Wait, what do you mean? Well, are we talking about mixtape logic or album logic? What does it matter? I mean, logic is logic. Uh, Morty, it matters very much. I don't know, Rick. I mean, album logic? Ah. Morty, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to decline our request. What? I mean, Grandpa Rick, are you saying you don't like Logic albums? Morty, if, if that's what I was trying to say, 
I would have said it. Don't come at me like a little punk-ass motherfucker. Don't try to come at me, Morty. I'm saying that he's got a plethora of music that varies from mood to mood, Morty. Okay? And I'm saying that I'm in the mood to turn some shit up, Morty. You know, I'm, I'm not in the mood for a message about how I can be whatever I want or, oh, you know, like equality and everybody and all that shit, all right? So you want to hear some fucking about titties, throwing stacks on some ass, you know, just some good old fucking ATL style club rap, Morty. Jeez, Rick, I mean, Logic, he turns stuff up on his albums too, Rick, you know? He turns shit up. Morty, shut up. I'm simply implying, you know, I want some shit I can turn up on this ride to Clazablar Planet in Sector G9, okay? All right, jeez, okay. So, you know, so so meet me in the middle, Morty. You know, give, give me some of that Bobby Tarantino shit. Bobby, tell me who really bad it, bitch. I got it, not a single person work harder than Bobby. Just wrote a novel starring in the movie, built another business while you at the party. Ain't one to flex, but yeah, I'm finna flex. I just parked that new I-8 right next to the Audi. Cop that G-Wagon right there for my shot. Yeah, now they know the name, yeah, they know Bobby. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for some new logic. How about you boys? Eh. I mean, come I, on. I, I, that video is going to make me at least check it out. Right, exactly. Without question. Yeah. You know, Definitely. I'm that kind of fanboy. Yeah. Is, that, uh, is that from Rappa Parappa? Rappa, Rappa Parappa <laughs> the Rappa. That, that is the extent I know of my hip-hop knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Look, yeah. You boys know I respect the genre, but know shit about it. Fair, Fair enough. enough. I mean, you know, it's not for everyone. <laughs> you know what, though? The interesting thing is, and this is totally not geek-related, I suppose, but rap, people think, a lot of people who don't listen to rap put rap in one category. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, well, like, when you really so think different. about it, there's so many different, like, I can't stand this whole mumble rap thing going well, on right now. And that's, now. like, the same thing with, like, EDM. Exactly. Is like, everybody, yeah. uh, but, people who don't know it, they're like, but oh, But there's, techno. like, subgenres of subgenres of subgenres in EDM. Yeah. Like, it's insane. But, well, rap's the same way. I guess. I yeah. guess that's true. I guess yeah. that's and very true. And it's the same with rock. I mean, all, every, yeah. I mean, everything can have, like, one umbrella. That's and true. And then it just, each. Except for, except for like maybe classical spoke. music. I don't know, man. I think you could still break down classical too, like the Probably. different like, I don't know. ages That's of classical. Like music. you know, like John Williams compared to Bach, or like Beethoven, or Beethoven. And like I think it's like I don't know how you. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how you break it down because I'm right. not. I don't really. Yeah, I, I don't really get too deep into. This is Geek Tame Weekly, not Music Weekly. Yeah, Music Weekly. We geek out on music, though. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. Yeah. That's probably like the third thing we converse about besides right. the train, the, you know, the chains to get the dragon out of the water in Game of Thrones and right, Rick yeah. and Morty. Yeah, yeah. Right. Speaking of John Williams, um, sad news: he is officially announced he's leaving the Star Wars franchise in 2019. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that stinks. Well, but... We knew it was going to happen sooner or later. He's getting up there in age. He's an old man. And, and I'll be honest, I don't think Force Awakens or Last Jedi had that one theme. That the, even the prequels had, you know, even the prequels had that, you know, like Attack of the Clones had Across the Stars and, you know, the first one had Duel of the Fates and mm. Revenge of the Sith had Battle of the Heroes. Like it had that one theme that was new mm-hmm. that was like, OK, this is this is great. And I mean, Ray's theme, yeah, maybe, say, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, does definitely Kylo, nothing in The Last Jedi. Doesn't Kylo Ren have a theme, too? That's my Who point. Cares? Doesn't he? He yeah, does. But, right. like, you know what I mean? Right. I okay. will say this. I like when they, they merged uh, Ray's theme with Luke's theme. Yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah, that was, I, I, that I was did, good. I did that actually really like that. Um, I did like that a lot. But it made me kind of think there was a reason for that. But if you mm. believe The Last Jedi, there is no reason for that. So I don't fucking know. 
Well, we'll we'll find out in episode nine. I think. I, I think a lot of things JJ are going to get twisted or twisted back right. Yeah, I, I mean, it wouldn't shock me because I mean, JJ had this whole big backstory for Snoke and Phasma and, and the Knights. Of, like, where the fuck were the Knights of Ren? Were they just like on vacation? Were they on holiday during yeah, the Last right. Jedi? Yeah, like they're just like ah, you got this, Kylo. We're going to buy a new Death Star or something. Yeah, no, they know fucking. There's sense no, to they, me. and they, they they don't even touch on any of it in comics. No, or none anything. of it. And, like, and you know, I'm curious. Maybe they'll touch on in this new uh, that new live action show they just announced with uh, Favreau. Mm-hmm. John. So yeah, for those you don't know, um, John Favreau is producing or executive producing and writing a new live action Star Wars series. What should, do we know? Who where that's going to be? I found? would assume or... it's going to be on Disney's streaming service. Uh... Um, that being said, Disney said some of the more adult content for like streaming stuff it will be on Hulu. Mm. So I don't know. That being said, that also might have just been Marvel. Right. Because I know they mentioned the Netflix shows are staying on Netflix for now. Right. But in the future, anything new that's more adult is going to be on Hulu, and they're going to keep their streaming service more Disney. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because even when you go on, like, On Demand on, like, Comcast, like, mm-hmm. Disney's got its own, like, premium yeah. section now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, and then, and that's funny. That's kind of how we, um, it's it's, you know, we looked at when we were building this company kind of what we're looking at in terms of structure and how we're going to do stuff and so it's and you know you see all these channels now like mm-hmm. CW, cw pulled all their stuff off of hulu and you know you can't watch it anymore they're weekly it's because they're doing their own streaming service cbs mm-hmm. did that whole star trek digital series that's exclusive to their digital platform and you know it's that's what's happening now right. i really think in 10 to 15 maybe 20 years we won't have your regular cable like you see it nowadays we're going to have everyone's individual streaming mm-hmm. things in like a group platform yeah. which is almost essentially what cable is but for streaming right and it's it's interesting to see that go that way mm-hmm. um that you know but uh we'll see we'll see what the future holds um mm-hmm. but uh speaking of the future <laughs> oh, i gotta find a better segue um it's all good freaking uh apparently Kristen ritter says defender season two might not happen really mm. yeah um you know what? Honestly, that doesn't shock me. It wasn't too well received. Yeah, um, I did. I wasn't very into it. Yeah, you know, I was. Um, I was meh, lukewarm on it. Maybe it had something to do with the fact that I really thought Iron Fist was mediocre at best. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's hard to see uh, what's it. You know, the, the Loris Ty- Tyrell. Loris, that's yeah, right. Loris Tyrell. Loris Tyrell. <laughs> and then, like you know, the enemies here. The they just wait for him to charge up his fist, like. What? Right? Like, and then oh, wait. One, he had one We're going to wait. We're going to wait. Just yeah. because you're iron fist doesn't mean you can't yeah. use both of them. Yeah. In the like, comics, he's using both fists. Yeah. I know, right? No, I, that's... And honestly, like, I get what they were doing with the fight choreography and, like, trying to make him seem like he's the super badass guy who, like, no one can beat. But I think in making the way they presented his, like, action, it was boring. Like, it almost made yeah. it look like it was slowed down to fit mm-hmm. the people acting as opposed to... It's just like that because he's so badass. Right. Yeah, I, I wasn't too super impressed by his martial arts skills. They weren't awful, but they weren't amazing no, and great. when you for compare a, it to Daredevil. Right. I mean, to for a character that uh, I come from Kunlun, and I, I have studied this art since I was a small child, mm-hmm. and I've dedicated myself, and this dragon has bestowed the honor upon me, the mantle upon me of Iron Fist. Yeah. It's just like... Yeah, all right, and then you see him get beat up a couple times, like in Iron Fist, and you're just like, right? Okay, Danny Rand. And then I get why they did it for the budget and everything, but like it would have been really cool to see Kunlun. 
and like the Thunderer and like. I mean, we saw a little bit, a little bit, but that's kind of like, you know, we saw inside buildings. It's like we didn't see like we saw the Wakanda. Yeah, which which speaking of, right? (laughs) Damn it, Um, Marvel is no no shocker to anyone. Marvel is absolutely, quote unquote, making a Black Panther sequel. Color me shocked. Oh boy! That's I mean, crazy. I am. I, I know. Am Who saw that coming? No one saw that coming. No it's the tenth highest grossing film in American history. So good. No one saw it. So coming. good. Oh yeah, and that movie's fantastic. I've seen it four times now. Mm-hmm. That's probably the most I've seen any movie besides since Rogue One. Right. Um, I, I just you know I haven't had time, but I've made time to see this movie. I've made time to see this movie. It's that good. If you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, go see it. Seriously, it's no, yeah, it is definitely. that freaking good. It really is. So other Marvel stuff, and speaking of like Defenders and all that, Luke yeah. Cage, right? Yeah. Well, also season two of Jessica Jones came out last Was night. Was it season two or season three? Two. Two. Season okay. two. I, um, I get it all confused because it's all intermingles and weaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. I mean, you know what? Honestly, having watched the first half of the first episode mm-hmm. of Jessica Jones, you, you're spot on. It's almost like the first season didn't end. Right. And they're just continuing, which is, that's good. It's consistency. Mm-hmm. I, right. I, I want to see where it's going. Right. Because how do you top David Tennant's Kilgrave. Yeah, he was awesome. He's one of the best Marvel villains in any of their the movies or TV, I think. It is absolutely why my wife will not watch that show. Really? Because she can't see David Tennant. Or is a bad she, guy. She doesn't she doesn't want to see him in that light. And like she knows how despicable he gets and how good that a role he played that she just can't see it. And and you know what? See, I I uh, respect the decision, but it's just strange to me. It's just why, really like, it's like why like, I don't know. Well, wouldn't you want to see that like the range of that? You would, that actor, but that's, in my mind, that the doctor is this. I love humanity. I love right. I love the things that make the world good, the universe good, and then Kilgrave, who is like, well, we, I'm going to do opposite. what I want when I want. It's all yeah. about me and my feelings and and his his ch- problems when he was a child, and it's just this disgusting human being that he becomes. And it's like when you're so in love with a character, right. it can be really hard to see like past that. Yeah, absolutely. See, yeah, absolutely. I, so I, I, res- that. I respect my wife's decision oh, I, on I that. I can absolutely understand I don't but, not respect it, but I'm just saying. Right. To but, me, I'd want to, I'd like to see the, yeah. the dynamic The, the range. Yeah. See, the and, range. As, and Ian and I as... As aspiring filmmakers, mm-hmm. like we're so Pinky's good. Out. Pinky's out, Andy. Mm. Pinky's out. Uh, we we know how important range can be in mm-hmm. a character. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when it when it comes to just subtle nuances, um, the setting, the location, and just just how you portray yourself. Yeah. And and David Tennant is one of the greatest actors of great. our time right now. Um, but that, I'm that's really a statement right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Speaking of Jessica Jones, new Luke Cage trailer yes, the teaser dropped. For the trailer came out. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, yeah. Let's check it out real quick. Let's and then check we'll out that Luke Cage trailer right now. You can't burn me. You can't blast me. And you definitely can't break me. I ain't no joke, joke, joke. You want to test me? Step up. I'm right here. Get paid, black man. Get paid. Joke, joke. Oh. 
Yeah. Wow, we wow wow we wow. You know, I just I I loved the first season of Luke Cage because it was like it was great. It was it was different. You know, it was showcasing Harlem and and like there was hardly any white boys in it because you know well, what? It was Harlem. It well, doesn't it's not, not honestly, about the first half of that show I loved. Right. I did. Yeah. And then the second they got rid of the main villain and we switched to the other main villain. I thought it went. To- I thought it was very stylized. I thought they were doing a really good job of uh-huh. keeping their voice of the show. Right. And then the second they got rid of Cottonmouth, yeah, it totally. It was like we don't know what we want the show to be anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, do we want it to be this? Do we want it to be this? Do we want it to be this? And it was so many different influences mm-hmm. not meshing well together. Right. I thought. Um, that being said, I think the first half of the season was freaking spectacular. So, so what would happen if you put a bullet? into Luke Cage's eyeball. Because you could put a needle into his eye. Right. Which I still I still don't understand the logic of that. There's there I mean it's kind of, it's comic book logic. I guess you got to find it, there's there's a weak point in everyone, right? Yeah. I guess. Like, it's oh, like his eyes were closed the entire time. Right. Like a section in the chainmail. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Uh-huh. Get the arrow through. I mean, right. if we're going to go down that rabbit hole, there's so many other facets that are running through my mind right now. Oh, right. Yeah. But that's not <laughs> suitable conversation for children. <laughs> Fuck no it. internet. Hey, I I I'm willing to talk about a lot of things, but well, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. You know what I we can do? What, what can we do? We can go down some more rabbit holes after this little bit of break that we're going to go to. Crazy so, rabbit hole. Stay tuned here on New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams. For unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content, welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. Why are we here? What makes a person truly good? For those answers, you're gonna have to take a philosophy class. But if you're more interested in who would win in a fight between R2-D2 and a Dalek, watch Get It to the Geeks on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on NewRadioMedia.com. And we're back. And we finally, finally, after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of attempts, 
get to talk. Later. So there's a new Son Super Smash bitch. Brothers game there coming is, out, and we should talk about that later. I don't know, man. I really want to talk about it now, <laughs> yeah. and not what you want to talk about, because yeah. it's almost like a running gag that we have now. Right? Yeah. Well, Welcome to this next segment of Ian wants to talk about Legion, right. but can't because we just right. roll over. Almost it. talks about Legion. Right. right. We'll like come up better. with a more catchy. Or catchy segment name. All right, I'm going right. to concede my Smash Brothers time. You know what? Well, thank you. Yeah. We'll let him talk about it after we watch the trailer. All right, let's do that. All right. Where are you going? Where you been? No! After you left, we joined Division 3, started working together to fight our real enemy, the Shadow King. We think he's infecting people somehow. We all die eventually. But the real tragedy is forgetting to live. It's coming. What's coming? The end of everything. Do not fail. Do not she lives in the future you're going to destroy. And when you do, she will cease to exist. I love you. Love isn't gonna save us. You still trust him? He's my man. Three. Fuck. What's the last thing yes. you remember? Jeez. Mm, Fuck so yes. Good. I'm so excited. After weeks and weeks of really ridiculous three-second clips, five-second clips, ten-second clips that are just like, what the fuck is going on? We get a trailer that is what the fuck is going on. Right. And I'm so freaking excited. I'm so excited. If you haven't seen Legion, go freaking binge watch it tonight, or at least before the season two comes out. Season mm. two looks freaking amazing. I've heard there's a time jump for everyone well, except Legion. Mm. So no, no time has passed for David Holler, whereas a year has passed for everyone else. Because he's inside the little ball. Right, but why? Why is and his what last is that name book? Holler? Because uh, he's adopted. Oh. Because That's he the likes whole to mystery. Holler! Uh, for, for those for, dumb. For, in the comics, his, uh, his father is Professor X. Right. Which they've hinted at in the show, but yep. we'll see where they go. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to go there. I would assume they so. They totally, like, they open that door. Oh, absolutely. And they show his wheelchair. Yeah. They show the ex-wheelchair. Yeah. And I, actually, I've read an interview with Patrick Stewart saying that he actually would be absolutely open to reprising his role. Right. Which I think would be really cool. Although that would maybe take away from the timelessness of the show. Because mm. they do a really good job of, well, when the fuck is this happening? Right. You know, because it's like very Wes anderson outfits with modern technology, mm -hmm. but without modern technology... I don't know. But there kind of is modern technology in some aspects. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's a very interesting, timeless look, I think. Right. I, I could go on the show forever. I'm just happy we got to talk about season two because it's coming up April 3rd. Uh, my calendar set. Oh, that's not far. No, it's really close. I'm yeah. super excited. I think that's why they're, you know, punching up everything. Yeah, finally. But uh, I know it's literally, it's been 
over a year. Yeah. Over a year, something like that. Not for me. Not (laughs) too shit. Because I just finished it. Um, But uh, yeah, so that's pretty damn awesome. I'm always jealous of people who are like, yeah. I just finished it, or like that's yeah. how it was for like Rick and Morty. Like but the yeah. first two seasons of Rick and Morty, I was like, oh, and then I only had to I, well, yeah, I still had to wait like a, like a year. Oh, see, I only had to wait like three. two months. Yeah, I got really lucky. Yeah, I got super. Yeah, that's lucky. That's pretty lucky. Now, now I'm stuck with everyone else waiting for the next season. Well, and it's like our guy uh, Jake here, who's who's running the mastery of the cameras. He just got caught up on Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah. Huh. We'll have to maybe we'll chat with him next episode about that. Yeah, some, we'll talk to him about next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, to so, see what his opinions are. So moving on from Leo, we will about, do that. How he feels about Scooby into zombies. the Jake Vortex. Yeah, yeah. Um, freaking. Uh, we'll make it. We'll, we'll make it. We'll make a date of it. Yeah, or I something. It. Get some tacos. Maybe. Maybe. You guys are weird. <laughs> if, for those who can't see, he's flicking us off behind the glass. Um, anywho, <laughs> moving on from Marvel, um, DC announced something really cool, actually. Um, they're calling it their Black Label series. Um, and it's basically a whole bunch of series set out of the main continuity mm. that are kind of like, you know, inspired by like the Dark Knight Rises. Not so much the story and all that stuff, but the, the sense that it is out of canon Right, standalone stories, and they've announced six titles it, so far. Do you think it's going to be a little edgier? I think so, and you have some really awesome names attached. So, like, you have Superman Year One, mm-hmm. being written by Frank Miller, mm. drawn by John Romita Jr. Mm. So that's huge. And then this is even bigger for Giant. If you're a Batman fan, this will make you do a backflip. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo are coming back together to do a Batman called Last Night on Earth. No way! Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was going to be Sean Murphy. Uh-huh. He did that Batman last... Or White Knight, where it's like a reverse of like what's going on, and Batman's a bad guy, and Joker's the good guy. And if you haven't read it, it's really good. It's still going on, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have Brian Azzarello on Batman Damned, and then Kelly Sue DeConnick on Wonder Woman Historia. Mm. Um, and then you have Greg Rucka on Wonder Woman Diana's Daughter, which I don't know what that's about. I would assume it's about Wonder, Woman's Wonder Woman's daughter, daughter. right? Um, but yeah, and then you have John Ridley doing the other history of the DC universe. So you have some pretty big names coming out for this label. Um, I think I'm it's going to be a huge hit. I'm super excited. I'm there. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. totally there. That is some amazing talent. Not to get too far off, but I started reading Doomsday Clock. And is it not? Yeah, freaking I, I awesome? finished the first. I finished the first uh, two. First, just the first one. Okay, first one. I got through yet yeah, last night. Yeah, I'm gonna it's keep so reading. Good. So I, got, I, I would have kept going, but I was like, there I got to go well. to sleep tonight. So. Well, I mean, there's only yeah. one more for you to keep going yeah. on. But yeah. Jeff Johns. The second thing, I thought like, there's three. Is, is there three I now? I think there's three. I, I have to read the third one then, I Unless guess. it's just like a, I don't know, because I'm reading it's it on that I think website. Logically, it would make sense that there's yeah. three now, although Jeff Johns being attached means it'll probably be delayed infinitely. Right. Because he's so freaking busy. Like I'm a savage. I, did, I haven't purchased it. I'm reading it on, oh, the, on that. I, I'm reading it on that website. You told no, me. No, yeah, you so. know it, it's 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 a lot of comics. Yeah, a lot of comics. There's a lot of stuff out there. And man. my mom will only let me keep so many more boxes in her basement. That's yeah. not at my house. Right. So, you know, yeah. plus that's a pain to move from her place to my place and yada yada yada. Right. Yeah, it does um, look like Doomsday Clock Three is out. Yeah, well, I have check. to catch up and read a third issue then. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know it's um. It's interesting to – I love the industry in and of itself. Right. Um, I, I think it's fascinating. I could do a whole show just on behind the scenes, at least rumors behind the scenes because, you know, right. what do you really know? But um, one thing we do know, and I really don't like this in the slightest, is that Gotham, which I hate the show, mm-hmm. loathe that show. Mm-hmm. They're actually 
they finally just kind of gave up and said, "We're fuck it, we're making a Batman show, and they're going to adapt the Long Halloween." Oh, um, next season, uh, or this season? It'll be. Will that be on Fox? That'll be on Fox. I mean, it's already on Fox. Right. No. No. Yeah. yeah um, so. But they're they they announced this season they're doing the Long Halloween. Oh, so it'll be like a Gotham. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the yeah. show Gotham. Yes, it's the not, show Gotham. It's not like okay. No, I yeah, the I subtitle for the because they've been switching the subtitle every half season. Right. Okay. So the subtitle for this half season is The Dark Knight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I gave up first season. I gave up. I was like mm. two episodes into season two. I I think I got to season three. Ooh, that's, I think. that's some endurance and willpower. Um, Mr. Freeze was uh was there. I stopped watching after season. Whoa. One. Uh, oh yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Freeze bad. is there. There's been multiple <laughs> scarecrows. Yeah. They've recast Poison Ivy three times. Um, is Jerome the Joker? No. no. From what they've just said, that they are going to be announcing the Joker this season. He'll pop up at some point. Uh. But I mean, there's so many other Joker things. Like, like Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Still Joker in Suicide Squad too, and mm-hmm. now we have the whole you know maybe Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the Joker, and he'd be uh, a way better Joker. I think he'd be an amazing Joker. Um, although that being said, some news or rumors, I guess, have came out God, about Suicide what Suicide Squad was bad. It was so bad. I watched it again awful this it was so weekend. Bad. Why? Why would yeah, you torture you yourself? yourself? Because I, I have uh, I was staying at my parents' place because they're out of town. And they got a nice little crib. So I was and it was either that or how to lose a guy. Time. And, they, and they got I don't have cable. I my, my, I'm on the internet all the uh-huh. time. They got all the premiums and all that, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll throw on Suicide Squad." And I was like, "Wow, hold on!" So your op- were your awful. options only Suicide Squad and Failure to Launch? No, no, because I, watched, I would I accept a lot of stuff. I would accept the answer to watch Suicide Squad over that. I actually I watched. Don't know if Ra- I would. I watched Ragnarok three times because oh, I, so I ordered on pay per view on my parents' so bill. So good. But yeah, Mom so and Dad. well now you just left evidence for Buzz to find out yeah. that you. Went well, at least he won't find meal. the keg. I mean, no. <laughs> kidding. Don't drink anymore. Um, so, but so the rumor now about the Joker movie is that it's going to be very much inspired by the Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a down on his luck stand up comedian. Okay. Um, I can dig that. I I really love the Joker not having an origin story because even at the end of the Killing Joke, when you watch, you read his entire origin story, he goes, "Well, it might have went that way." But it could have went this way. Sometimes I remember it this way. Yeah. Sometimes I remember it that way. He doesn't really, no. actually, even in canon or anything, have a real origin story. No, does not and that's really. The beautiful. I thing know about that there's it. like a lot of theories, like even in the movies, yeah. and like well, Dark for, Knight, yeah. like that he was like a war vet and like yeah. all that, like with PTSD. Like I've heard a lot of crazy fucking. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that one. I heard the one that he was in the Narrows and Batman Begins mm-hmm. and kind of went a little nuts. So we'll never know. Yeah. Unfortunately, we'll never know. But something we do know, which is kind of shocking still to me, is that Kristen Wiig is actually playing Cheetah in Wonder Woman 2. What? What? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Like, honestly, I will give Patty Jenkins like the fanboy leeway because the first one was just so spectacular. Yeah, I guess she earned, uh, earned but, a pass. But, man, that's just odd choice to me, I think. Right. I really think that's just weird. Um. I, I got really nothing else to say on it until the movie comes out, I, until we see photos and her in action. Because even photos, like you see Shazam, the Shazam set photos look great. Right. Well, yeah, it looks like classic Shazam. Yeah, it we're just not going to know how it looks Shazam. really until we see Shazam. the first like actual footage. Right. You know. So and Sinbad is not in it. Oh, no, unfortunately, on. he's Sorry, not. I can't help it. Why not? Why can't we get a like Sinbad cameo? Walk it in, and then he'll be like, you know, they didn't even make a movie called Shazam. Mandela effect. 
<laughs> and Donald died in 2013. We're really driving down some rabbit holes. Oh, yeah, we're getting a little man. off topic here. Well, hopefully we will have a very special guest when we get back on the other side of this commercial break here on Geek Tame Weekly on New Radio Media. Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. Why are we here? What makes a person truly good? For those answers, you're gonna have to take a philosophy class. But if you're more interested in who would win in a fight between R2-D2 and a Dalek, watch Get It to the Geeks on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on NewRadioMedia.com. And we are back here on Geektainment Weekly. It's a weekly Geektainment Somebody show. tried to murder me during the break. I won't say who, Ian. <laughs> if you... Damn it, I was going to say, if you could guess who tried to murder Andy. What was it? uh, Mr. Green in the library with a candlestick? Actually, I thought it was Mr. Plum in the conservatory with the rope. Mm. But I could be wrong. I was never very good good at Clue. The answer is it was Ian Bensman in the studio with the microphone. With his kindness. With his penis. I was going to say kindness. Oops. His kindness. Oops. Killed him with his kindness. So this is is the the down the rabbit hole, (laughs) rabbit hole, rabbit hole edition. Actually, Uh, it's that docking kind of love. Mm. Oh, good Lord. We are getting <laughs> off tangent here. Anyway, uh, now, hey. speaking of m- clue murders, just real quick, not, not, not to get too far off, off, the, off the script here. Speaking but, of um, clue murders. On Sunday, I'm going to be airing my new show, Creative yeah, Kaleidoscope, I'm so at 6 p.m. And next week's episode, I interview have an interview with artist Robert Sheffman, and he did a whole series of paintings kind of based on the clue murders. Oh, that's and, cool. And they're freaking badass as hell, man. So, just a little uh, teaser there. So, mm, that'll, be, very uh, that'll cool. be pretty cool. I'm excited. I'm really excited yeah. to see it. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. just saying that. I, yeah. It's it, I, from, from, you the know rough me. Cuts I are, would tell you if I, I like thought it. it was shit. 
Yeah. I don't. No. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I think it actually is, is looking good. No, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm, you know, getting used to seeing myself on camera Dude, still. Dude, it's so weird. It's weird. Me too. Like, I, I, when we first started to do this show, I yeah. was like, oh my God, I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to be on camera well, now. Then, and now we're on our 20th episode, right. which is today. Yeah. If you haven't noticed, Woo! guys, today's our 20th episode. And I look forward, this is my highlight of the week. I love, I love coming and doing this with you guys on and, Friday. And even though, and this is even different than being on, like, camera, camera. Yes. Because it's like... Got a whole room of people looking at you, Staring bright at you. lights in your uh-huh. face. I hate it. And it's like, this is like, you know, radio studio, chatting with the mic, and then there's just like the little robotic camera moving around. Yeah. And it's like, oh, once you get used to that, it's, eh. Yeah, no, I, just chatting. I, I get it. I totally get it, because when yeah. I like work as a PA on sets or whatever, and they need a stand-in, mm-hmm. they put you right in front of the camera. Right. The lighting crew's looking at you, the camera crew's looking at you. Everyone in the room, except the PAs doing whatever, are looking at you, and it's just like nerve wracking as shit. Man, you guys are just a bunch of babies. I don't, I don't really care about that. Well, stuff. yeah, but you're a good actor. So, so I'm not even an actor. I just don't. But care. you're good at it when you do. I it. don't care what people think about me. You well, know? see, I don't either, though. Clearly, with that hat, you do not. <laughs> Folks, nobody has answered the uh, question what hat Ian Benzman is wearing. So you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagrammies, uh, or call us at the studio at 844-999-9249. Mm. Tell us whose hat Ian Benzman is wearing. You will win an Amazon Fire Stick, personally delivered by Ian Benzman. Not true, but you'll Very win Very true. He will come to your house, and you'll have to make him dinner. That's the caveat. Mm. Uh, we'll consider the... Oh, I, yeah. Um, no, we'll consider And that. then he will do the dishes. Mm. No, see, I don't do my own <laughs> so, you know. We will send you naked pictures okay. of B. Um, Arthur. So, of, yes, of B. Arthur. Of B. Arthur. Okay. There you go. That's what, hey, you know Airheads what, Airheads reference. This outfit is a little less ridiculous than my last week's outfit. Well, yeah, that's true. I got the Shane Falco jersey on today well, as opposed to the Rafiki hoodie. Yeah, but you know, one thing that I want to talk about, I really, really want to talk about since we've is got it, some is time. It, is it Legion? It is. It is not Legion. Is it B. Arthur? Um, is it B. Arthur? It I kind of want to talk about B. Arthur. It now. is not B. Arthur, and this was not on our little list of things to do here at Geek Tainment Weekly. We try to keep organized, try. but I was really excited about that Super Smash Brothers announcement. Yes, yeah. my word. I, if you know, as you guys know, Nintendo or don't, I do those reviews, and one of them was for that game Brawlout. Yeah, and. And I just was kind of let down because it like it looked really pretty, and then it was like, but it didn't feel like Smash Bros. And I think the game's fine. It's just the problem was I wanted it to be something Smash it Brothers. wasn't. Yeah. But now that we're getting new a new Smash Brothers, it's just like oh my gosh, I can I I'm so excited because I've been waiting for that next big title. That will probably to come be to the Switch. thing that gets me to buy a Switch finally. You know what? You 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 should have done it already. Oh, I should have. I'm fully aware. I just you know. Between this and that, and saving some cash up and whatnot, I've just been holding off on it. I, I really, I really, I don't have, I barely play the games I have now. So, like, really, logically speaking, to buy another system for me would like, unless it's like an Xbox, which has the 4K Blu-ray player, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's kind of, it, I'll get it, be super excited about it for like a day or two, and then just be too busy to keep playing with it. I'm just so excited. We're getting we're getting some new characters in. Uh, you know, from Spl- Splatoon. We're getting some Splatoon characters okay. in the game, which uh, I'm I'm a fan of Splatoon too. Um, and I just love all the little gadgets they have and the different types of guns. And so I think that that's going to be a really interesting thing to throw into Smash Brothers. There's also a new uh, amiibo 
coming out from the, uh, the 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 series, the game that's like insanely hard, and it's not, they're on their third one. Um, I I'm blanking on the title, Dark Something. Help me out here. Dark I feel Souls? Like it, Dark Souls Three. There is what a guess. There is a character in Mebo that's coming out, and it's like this one silly looking knight. And he's like got his arms all spread out, and I'm like, I'm wondering if that's going to be if Dark Souls is going to have a character in Smash hmm, Brothers. It wouldn't shock me. I mean that that is that is found on that is my assumption. So. I just kind of want them to streamline the game a little bit. Um, I thought I, I loved Brawl, I did, um, but I just I think they need to streamline the game a little bit. There's so many weapons now, and so many levels, and mm-hmm. so like, in my opinion. The original Smash Brothers is still the best of all of them, and might be one of the best games of all time. It really—it's mm. like that's a great game. Like the original Smash Brothers is a classic, mm-hmm. like super, like it really is. And obviously, like, yeah, or just let me play with the N sixty four controller. I'll be happy with that. I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm just super excited, and like, I haven't pulled the trigger on buying um, the the Nintendo Switches professional controller or their pro controller whatever it is um but i might on this one uh you know i like playing on the the control layouts for the portable it feels really nice uh it's really can you know it's it's a good fit for my hands um when they they have a little dock that you can take the joy cons slip those into it, it gets a little tiny bit arthritic i guess um but yeah, that pro controller is just a little bit bigger, so I think for that game, I'm definitely gonna spend the money and get the pro controller. All right. I mean, yeah, it make you know for that kind of game, it would make sense. Very much so. I mean, I'm not into like the competitions and you know online play because I'm just terrible when it comes to comparing myself to everybody else. But um, another wonderful bit of news: Carl Urban yeah. discusses Mega City One. I'm. I, you know, well, so Judge he was asked Dredd. about it again um, because he's been asking, getting the you know dread questions for since well, when, when did the movie come out? Now six years ago? Now seven years? When did Dread come out? I don't know. It came out a while, a while ago, ago now, a few years ago. And people have been asking him ever since then because it was really good. If you yeah. haven't seen it, yeah, check yeah, it yeah. out. It's a great movie. Um, so Mega City One is actually a show that's being. Like created by the people who own the rights to Dread mm-hmm. in live action right now, um, and there's no information on it. They don't know if Dread's in it or if it's just in Mega City One. But Carl Urban's basically like, "I'm open for it. I'm totally open for it." But it's up to them. I love Dread. I thought I thought it was a great version of the movie. I liked it much better than the Stallone version. Yes. Um, well, that's that's its own. It's its own '90s corny yeah. ball of soda. Wax, uh, I I I just think that they they've waited so long to pull the trigger on this, and if they don't do something soon, I'm I'm kind of fearful that it could be too late to capitalize on it because I know yeah. the film did make a ton of money, but in case for them to make the money, you know, make a good return back, they're gonna need to capitalize on the previous version. Oh yeah, with, as without fast question, as possible. Without question, I, you know I. Yeah, you know, I, I just don't know. Well, you know, we'll we'll see. And 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 the fact that Carl Urban is super down to do another one, uh, that warms my heart because it, yeah. it's kind of like the Deadpool scenario with Ryan Reynolds. You know, somebody that loves the character that much. 
Um, I don't know if that is exactly how Carl Urban feels, but I know clearly it sounds like he really wants to do another one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking, um, you know, there's just, it's one of those things where you talk to the actors and, and sometimes they don't know. Right. You know, like, uh, like freaking, um, what's his name? Clark, Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg, who plays Agent Coulson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was actually just asked, like, you know, what are the Avengers ever going to find out that you're alive? And he goes, yeah, it'll get resolved at some point. I don't know when, but it'll get resolved. I mean, I'm I'm kind of shocked he's not going to pop up in Infinity War, to be honest. Right. Maybe he is. Maybe, Maybe he's it's... the after the credit scene. Maybe it's hidden. I, I kind of assumed the after the credit scene would kind of be a full circle, here's Sam Jackson again. Or just something like uh, at the end of Spider-Man. Oh, with like Captain, America. Captain America. Those were don't, great. Don't you just you just waited? What did you wait for? How, how many more? How right. many more of these? Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. No, it's um, Marvel. Actually, I've heard that this um this last this season of Shield might be they might finally throw in the towel, and be like, all right, we're sorry. We know this isn't what we're you wanted. Sorry. I, I mean, hope so. it's 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 an okay show. Mm. I think they just wanted to get to 100 episodes for syndication purposes. Everybody I know who actually likes it is not my friend. <laughs> no, you know it's funny. I watch it um, just because normally, unless it's a horrible, horrible, horrible show like Inhumans, I, if they make more of that, no way in hell I'm watching it. Um, like, but I'm very much a, if I if it's not the worst thing in the world, I will keep watching. Right. Hmm. Well, another not quite geeky piece of news, but still interesting. There is talks about a new Netflix show. Developed by the Obamas, Barack and Michelle Obama. Do we know what though? Not I've really. Heard about that, but I, I don't. I don't. Um... The the statement goes: President and Mrs. Obama have always believed in the power of storytelling to inspire. Throughout their lives, they have lifted up stories of people whose efforts to make a difference are quietly changing the world for the better. As they consider their future personal plans, uh, they continue to explore new ways to help each other and to share their stories. So it's a big, like, fluff thing, like, oh, we're not actually going to answer the question. That was the statement that was given. Um, Are you shocked? A senior advisor of the president told them. But, I mean, who knows? You know, he, he was he was a very active president, and he was very much into... Uh, doing good for the younger generation and reaching out to the younger generation with uh, all the formats that he did. So it would not surprise me that he's looking at Netflix saying like, okay, I, I was president. What can I do now? I'll yeah. make a TV no, show. Fair I mean, you know what? After becoming the president, what do you do? George Bush goes and paints. Um, that's, I don't know. Yeah. It's just. You you go and you slip into the ether and it's just like, well, I've done everything I could. I've obtained the highest off- office in the land. Mm. I think I'm going to go work on a beat farm now. <laughs> or open a tanning Cause, salon. Because, you know, that's what they You know, I, I, would, I would go <laughs> to, like, you know, uh, a tanning salon the run Obama-lan. by the Obama lawn. The Obama lawn? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I would good. definitely... I don't even tan. Why would I go? <laughs> Just to say I did, I you know, guess. You can, your, you can get your facial and your um, pedicure. Gerald Ford's Ford dealership. Ger- you know, <laughs> I heard a mani pedi is very relaxing. Yeah, I've heard I, that I've too, never, actually. I've never received one, but I do not judge men that, that do that. I mean, it's I, 
I would just feel so bad for the the woman who has to, or man, the person who has to remove remove my shoes and caress my feet. I just would feel bad for them. So anyway, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we are going to be back with a very, very special guest on the line. Yeah, comic industry veteran Mark Farmer. Yeah, stick around. Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams. For unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. Why are we here? What makes a person truly good? For those answers, you're gonna have to take a philosophy class. But if you're more interested in who would win in a fight between R2-D2 and a Dalek, watch Get It To The Geeks on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on NewRadioMedia.com. And we are back here on Geektainment Weekly, and we are joined on the line by comic book veteran Mark Farmer. Mark, are you there? Hi, Mark Farmer speaking. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us on our uh, little show here. <laughs> You're welcome. So, what's uh, what's going on? <laughs> well, you wanted to ask me some questions about my career in comics, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, we're we've we're big comic guys here, and you know, you've worked on some really awesome stuff so like you know what was it like getting you know kind of starting your career at 2000 AD with you know characters like Judge Dredd it was kind of exciting because Judge Dredd is a massive character in the UK very uh, popular in America I believe as well the rest of the world but um, yeah Judge Dredd was really the, the, the strip that everybody wanted to work for and it was cool and it was a chance to work with Alan Davis yeah so it was good that's Wonderful. really yeah. No, I'm I'm a giant Dread fan. I've been reading the comics since I was a little kid. The new movie was amazing. I loved it. So that's that's really awesome. That's like I mean that's you know as far as places to start. That's a great, right. awesome starting well, off point. So how did you make the jump from 2000 AD to the big two? Well, DC uh, DC Comics had a talent drive, shall we say? They they came to the UK and they took uh, Alan Moore. Brian Barron, Dave Gibbons, like the first wave of British people, creative.
was successful. And then they came back again the next year and said, would anybody else like to come and work for us? Which uh, was great. And I believe like Alan Davis, myself, uh, Kevin O'Neill, people like that. John Wagner went and joined as well. Um, so basically, they just they saw what people were doing in this country on 2000 AD, Marvel UK as well, and especially Warrior Comic, which was more or less produced as a showcase for British talent to show the Americans what we could do. Um, and it was great because obviously we, we all grew up reading American comics, myself, DC Comics especially, rather than Marvel. So it was like a dream come true. Yeah. Wow, I mean that—that's really fascinating. I mean, especially getting to work, you know, with those uh, IPs. And in speaking of, you know, Green Lantern is one of my favorite characters in the DC universe. What was your favorite thing about your run on Green Lantern uh, in the early eighties? Well, it was just a chance to work with Dave Gibbons, basically. Um, I mean, Len Wein's a fine writer as well, um, but it really was just my foot in the door at DC. So I just wanted to do as a job as I possibly could. Um, I had to do samples for Dick Giordano, the art editor at the time. Uh, he saw the samples of the on Dave's pencils and said, fine, yeah, come and work for us. Um, and it was, it was as straightforward as that. And touch wood, I'm now banging my head, um, I've worked for regularly for DC or Marvel ever since then. That's so cool. Yeah, that's, you know, you work a lot with Alan Davis. So, um, you know, out of all of the projects you've worked on with Alan, what what would be your favorite? Favorite? Well, I'm going to be a bit selfish here and say the Superboy's Legion two-part Elseworld story simply because I wrote it as well. <laughs> and the Legion of Superheroes was always <laughs> my favorite comic when I was young. And the chance to see Alan... We did lots of covers for the Legion comics, but to actually do a story ourselves was uh, was great. But I think the one that will stand the test of time will be uh, the Fantastic Four, the end, the five, six-part series that Alan wrote himself. And I think it was some of Alan's best storytelling, some of his best penciling, and I think my best inking probably on, on Alan's pencils, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, that's definitely awesome. Now, you were with, were uh, on Michael Brian Michael Bendis' early 2000s Avengers run, and many people consider that run to be what really started to bring Marvel back to popularity. Like, putting it nicely, Rocky end to the 90s. Yeah. What <laughs> is your... He gets it. What is your favorite memory, would you say, from your time on that book, and what do you think made it such a special book? Well, I, I'm not aware that it was that important, to be honest. We we did the job. I'd read a few of uh, Brian Michael Bendis' uh, works in the past. I don't think Alan was that familiar, because he doesn't tend to read that many comics these days. Um, but I was I always thought that Brian's stuff was a bit talky. I think, you know, most people would be of that opinion. You know, it's, it's talking stuff. There's not that much action. So I was really surprised and pleased when there was as much action. And I know that Brian said he catered his story to suit Alan's uh, penciling style and what Alan likes to draw. And I thought I thought it was fine. I thought it was the best thing I've heard of Brian Michael Bendis's. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I was involved. But... Uh, <laughs> I thought, I thought it was the, the best, story, you know, a solid five-part story that just had a good, yeah, a good part to it. It was great. 
No, I, I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. that is absolutely Bendis' best work. Yeah. And with all that in mind, I'd like to jump backwards just a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. What was your favorite project at Marvel and DC? Or your first project? Mm. My favorite project at Marvel or DC? Or, um, I think at DC, it would have to be The Nail. The, again, that Alan wrote that we did with the Justice League of America because we literally tried to cram as many characters in as we could that we were aware of. Alan was, at one stage, Alan was saying, we need a, a villain here that can do this, this, and this. And I went, what about Count Vertigo here? He, oh, yeah, he's got a great costume as well. well. We'll use him. And it was literally just throwing as many characters in quite uh, quite gratuitously just to have as much fun as possible. Um, the one at Marvel, again, I'd probably say the Fantastic Four, the end, that was... Pleasure from start to finish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. That's 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 a, it's a great comic. I actually own the the uh, trade of that. Um, oh, well done. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> it's I, I am I am I my back room right now is just boxes of unpacked graphic novels. <laughs> really. Um, but yeah, you know. Um, so you know that being asked, what uh, out of the all of everything you've worked on, not just Marvel and DC, what's your favorite character that you've had a chance to work on? Well, as I said, when I was younger, it was the Legion of Superheroes for DC. Um, always had a, well, it was more or less, I think it was more artists that um, got me excited. Uh, anything that Kurt Swan did, I enjoyed. Anything that Gil Kane did, I loved. And I think the, the Green Lantern, again, was one of my favorite characters at DC. Yeah. Uh, Marvel, it was probably the Fantastic Four. I think it's kind of criminal that there's now Fantastic Four comic being produced by Marvel these days. Although that may be being rectified fairly soon, I believe. I, yeah, I don't I've know. heard about that. I'm with you on the yeah. disappointment. I think that's just ridiculous that the first family of Marvel has no book right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as I enjoy the Avengers and the X-Men, for me, the core Marvel characters are the Fantastic Four. And I think we all know the reasons why they end up producing a Fantastic Four comic, but it all seems a bit petty to me. And, you know, the fans are missing out on... Well, what was always my favorite? <laughs> no, that's no. I, I get exactly what you mean about them being—they are the cornerstone of the Marvel universe, literally to the point yeah. where they just did the whole secret, you know, the new Secret War thing, and they literally rebuilt the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's—I definitely go. get what you mean. Yeah. So how long does it normally take you to complete, let's say, for example, a cover for an issue as opposed to an individual page? And, like, is there much of a time difference in terms of completion? Well, just using an, an, uh, Alan Davis as an example, yeah, because obviously I work with Alan mm-hmm. almost constantly. Um, mm-hmm. His covers, um, he, he's very precise about the way he wants me to ink him. You know, it's it's quite anal retentative sometimes the way we go over things and correct things and make it look just right um but obviously covers it's just big images they're just single images usually even a group shot it's clear and concise and precise whereas when you do a storytelling page there could be numerous headshots small panels lots of details in backgrounds and so forth so, yeah, I, I don't get much more than a page of interior artwork done a day, but I could probably do two covers a day of Alan's stuff. So you're looking at, yeah, yeah twice the twice the rate almost. Yeah. We're just doing three original graphic novels, 100-page uh, graphic novels at the moment for Marvel, um, written by Jim Starlin. 
um, oh. Thanos featured. We've Adam Warlock and uh, Eros, his brother, and I'm not sure if he's in the third issue, but it's all good stuff. And the covers on that are quite simple. It's just headshots, oh, you know, right Thanos yeah. and Definitely looking Eros. Forward to that. And but it's 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 good fun. It's uh, it's good working with Jim Starlin. You know, his stuff, obviously. Um, yep. Looking forward to seeing it coming out. Now, as as our time is drawing to a close here, I have one last question for you, Mark. Sure, if yeah, you could pick any superpower, what would it be and why? <laughs> uh, superpower. I'll tell you, mind control. Yeah. I'm with a little, 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 little Alder Killian on that one? <laughs> or Kilgrave? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was delighted when Jessica Jones had uh, David Tennant oh. as, as the villain. Uh, because when I remember reading Daredevil... It was probably my favourite Marvel character mm-hmm. when I was really young. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a lot lighter when Stan Lee and Gene Colan were drawing him. Uh, but I always thought that Kilgrave was such a scary, scary power. I thought it was a fantastic power. And to see it realised very well in the Jessica Jones first season, I thought that was fantastic, yeah. yeah. Well, so you gave it to the doctor. Day, yeah. Yeah. You, gave the, you gave the role to the doctor. Of course, it's going to be fantastic. Right. Sorry, you're breaking up there. Can't hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying, well, they gave the role to the doctor, so of course <laughs> he was going to do a good yeah. job. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Mark, thank you so much for uh, calling into us and reaching yes, reaching out you. to us. We had a thank little you, thank uh, you, thank you. trouble there getting the international call going, but uh, we yeah, made it. Well. We got it going. So. Totally worth it. And uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for calling us here Seriously. on Geektainment Weekly. And it has been a true honor and a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Many thanks, guys. Take care. You thank you, as well. you so much, Mark. All right. And all you guys, check in with us same time, same place next week, right here on Geektainment Weekly. Weekly. Peace.